Welcome to our podcast, Chill Out Mama. We're your co-hosts. I'm Sabria. And I'm Crystal. Motherhood is a beautiful struggle. Do you focus on the struggle more than the beauty? We are two friends navigating the pressures of today's moms. In this space, we share transparently about worries, stress, and anxiety that we face in motherhood. This beautiful struggle isn't meant to be tackled alone. Come along with us on this journey and let's chill out together. Welcome to this week's episode of Chill Out Mama. This week you have some special guests. I am Z Mutiza and I am Sabria's husband and I'm joined by another special guest and I'll let him introduce himself. Hey, I'm I'm Kevin Payne. I'm uh, Crystal's husband. I know you guys normally expect uh, Sabria and Crystal, but uh, Z and myself decided to take over and uh, help them out and do the podcast this time. So I know, you know, everybody right now is uh, hunkered in. COVID-19 is the talk of uh, everything that's going on. Uh, kids are out of school. Some people are out of jobs. Those who are fortunate are working from home. Uh, tell me, Kevin, how, how are things going on your end, given the time that we're in right now? Oh, man, see, that's a... <laughs> That's an interesting question. Things are up and down, to be honest. Um, so work hasn't paused for me. Work is actually busier uh, than normal. The The good thing is by now I would have been probably on five or six business trips by now. I would have been on the other side of the country in California uh, by now as well. Uh, so the cool thing is I have less work travel, which is good. My kids love it. Um, the interesting thing and the, the part I have to navigate is obviously managing my work as well as managing the kids and helping them out with their work. Um, so since Crystal uh, normally is busy seeing clients during the day, uh, virtually, I have to uh, basically Tuesday through Thursday be there, which is, <laughs> I have to be honest, man, an interesting transition because I am not a professional teacher. I'm a professional expert in marketing but not teaching <laughs> well, well that's interesting you know given the time that we're in uh i guess parents have to learn new skills right so it's Definitely. really kind of an in- an interesting time i'd say for me it's, it's it's been very stressful and it's been very surreal so in, in my job i do communications so um i've been you know working for a global company when COVID-19 broke out in China, I've been actually doing a lot of communications um, from, from January. So it's just been this roller coaster of continually being busy working through China, then going to the Middle East and then going to Europe and then coming to America. It's just been interesting to see how this has sort of uh, ravaged the entire continent and um, balancing additional responsibilities <clears throat> and doing work around communications around COVID-19 has really been interesting. And it's, it's been uh, certainly a challenge uh, trying to do your regular work as well as the demands of um, how this virus has shaken the world. So for me, though, you know, fortunately, Sabria does um, a lot of work with the, with the kids but, you know, they, they, they see that I'm here, so they're always wanting to come in 
and they don't understand why I have to be behind closed doors on calls and working all the time. So it's a little bit of a challenge trying to spend some time with them and, and do some some work at the at, at the same time. So it's been it's been hectic, but very fortunate that uh, we are in a place that we're in. And then in terms of your work, Kevin, why has it been so busy now, given the challenges around COVID nineteen? So I work in automotive marketing. So the you know the the videos you get before your YouTube content, <laughs> the mailers, the emails. <laughs> I apologize if you don't like those, but I'll, I'll make those things actually work and follow you around. <laughs> um, so I actually had a campaign set up for March Madness. We were excited. Um, it was going to be pretty big. First, it went from being on hold to being canceled. So basically what keeps happening is as we develop marketing, uh, some of it we have to hold back and change. Some of it we have to completely get rid of and replace. Um, so wow. as things keep changing and you know, different states go to different lockdowns or if a, uh, a dealer ends up with a sick employee and they're closed, uh, now we have to change a lot of different things to accommodate those updates. Um, and this, I have to be honest, it's been stressful for me because I get on calls all the time and I get to hear about what's going on everywhere. Uh, so I think the most stressful part is kind of there's no universal plan. Everybody's doing something different in every state and sometimes every city, every county. Uh, which kind of, uh, for me, adds extra stress because I don't know what an end date is going to look like and what the actual plan is going forward. Yeah, that that is unbelievable. And I think, you know, if you look at a, at a global level, um, you know, uh, it's, it's it's more stressful too. Like I said, every country is doing their own thing. Every county is doing their own thing. And then in some cases, every city or every neighborhood has their own restrictions as well. So it's become a real challenge, almost a full-time job to keep up with all the rules and regulations and restrictions and how that impacts um, your employers. So, Kevin, in terms of your kids now, they haven't been in school for about almost a month now. How how are they dealing with this? Oh, man. So real quick, I just wanted to circle back to what you said about everybody doing something different. Um, So in terms of that, uh, it's a lot for me because I have to keep up with who's doing what so I can know what marketing I can put out, which is a lot all by itself. Um, and then my parents own a restaurant. So I've been helping them out like, Hey, this is what you need to put out to let people know you're open, let them know you're doing DoorDash. So I just feel like I have so many things to remember. Um, and then you add in what you just asked about the kids. Um, at first I think the adjustment was rough. Uh, my kids, <laughs> I, I appreciate they think that I know a lot and, you know, they, they think I have the answers. Uh, but the first couple of days was very hard because you have to go in. Uh, they send us the stuff that they need for each day, and we don't get it until the morning of. So you have to go in, download all the documents, print out the ones you need, watch the video. And uh, so we were doing geometry, and I had to remember some of the formulas. You know, I hadn't used any of that stuff in <laughs> who knows when. Right. So it was a little rough uh, for them at first, but now they've adjusted very well. Um, they told me, they asked me the other day if I could just be their teacher for the rest of the year. They like it. So wow. I mean, that is a compliment to me, and that, that helps me out and gives me a little bit of confidence. Um, but I have a real great understanding and respect for all the stay-at-home moms. This is a hard job. And then when you add in your own regular work that you get paid for it, it's a lot harder. But it's a hard job for every 
single parent, my hat is off to you. This is not easy. That's that's what I can tell you for sure. Uh, but my kids have been very gracious, and it's been a balancing act. Um, I have noticed that I have to do things differently. You know, I have twins, uh, so I've noticed that they learn a little bit different on some subjects. One catches something faster, or sometimes we got to separate because one doesn't want the other one to know that they they don't they haven't mastered the materials yet. So um, that's been a balancing act, just kind of making sure I keep them in the same space where they're good and they realize we're just in a classroom learning and it's not a competition, uh, which has been the thing I've learned the most about so far lately. That's, that's fantastic that you're learning all these little things that you've got, you've got to worry about. I would say for my kids, one of the things I've learned about is they really like to spend time with me and mm-hmm. um, just even if they just come in for a few minutes where I'm working, they see me for 45 seconds, they close the door, they're on their way. They just need that FaceTime. So that's one of the things that I'm trying to do better around pausing, acknowledging them, looking at what they're working on, uh, because they look forward to, to, to that interaction. Now, as you've learned and worked with your kids you know, at home, what's been the biggest revelation or the thing that you've learned that you weren't aware of um, but you are now based on your teachings with them on a daily basis. Um, I think that I'm more aware of one of my daughters sometimes deals with test anxiety. Um, and I dealt with that as a kid and I'm more aware of what she's going through now. Not so much from the standpoint of remembering my experience, but seeing her experience firsthand. So I had an opportunity prior to this to volunteer at the kid's school and I noticed that sometimes, you know, teachers are doing a great job, but sometimes you have some of the students that don't want to behave and the classroom can get a little chaotic from time to time. And I noticed how it affects her when she kind of internalizes more, doesn't really say much, doesn't really want to participate, um, you know, because some of the kids may laugh that someone read, read a word wrong or something like that, where I oh, okay, noticed right. now <laughs> being at home, her confidence is like shooting through the roof. Uh, because there's no distractions. You know, we take breaks. Um, that's been the main thing I learned, too. They like breaks. <laughs> Before, I was trying to power through and be like, guys, let's get done with you. Get done with you. I'm stressed out. They're stressed out. We're all getting to fight each other. We're in turning world rumble. And I started taking breaks and, uh, you know, tailoring more to how they learn. It worked a lot better. Like, I incorporated music and different things like that uh, with my other daughter. I learned just having some time with her by herself, pulling her off to the side and kind of separating them for some of the lessons. And then me working with her one-on-one, she responds very well to that. And then when she knows what the plan is for the day, like, so she knows when the breaks are coming and when creative time is, she she, she does a lot better. So that's probably been the biggest thing I learned. What about you? So I think um, for me is... I have a, an idea on either things they should be doing. And I, I guess it's being patient and being flexible, mm-hmm. right? So understanding that sometimes they just want to play with their toys. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they want to play together. Sometimes they want to be separated. They want to be apart. So I think is understanding those levers and being able to pull those um, when you're able to, I think has been my biggest revelation of knowing that, uh, my youngest son, he 
he li- likes the touch. He likes to sit next to you. He likes to hold your hand. Um, he likes to show you things he's done. Uh, he, uh, so just knowing exactly what makes them, what makes them tick in that personal time is really what's, what's, been, uh, what's been interesting. Now, as you know, kids are home, you're home, you know, you're probably eating a lot of groceries. How has been, you know, going out for groceries and for food and shopping, how has that experience uh, been for you? So I've been at home probably since a week before the shutdowns were in place. Uh, in our county, they had one of the teachers get sick uh, pretty early on and it, you know, shut the county down. But our school um, opened part of the time. And so I kind of was like, oh, let me stay home. I got to go get them, that sort of thing. And I remember the first day the president did the address, I went to the grocery store just for something totally unrelated. And right after the address, I noticed all the lines are full. People have carts topped to the ceiling. You know, there's no limit to what you can buy at that time. And so I was like, hmm, I better buy all my groceries now and not worry. So I'm thinking I'm not going to be worried because I bought, you know, I filled up my cart, you know, bought everything I could buy. And then two days later, I'm buying more. And I noticed for like the first probably week and a half, I stayed in the cycle of always buying more, buying more because I was nervous that, you know, hey, it's going to get where you can't go anywhere for like 10 days or, you know, or longer. Uh, So I Mm -hmm. need all these groceries as well as I feel like, hey, I got to check the pulse of what's going on and make sure everybody's, you know, do I have to be more defensive dad or, you know, and I, I just found myself just kind of staying busy with that feeling like, Hey, I'm doing my job and not really being present that I had prepared. I had already bought everything I needed. So there was nothing extra I needed to do. Uh, that was the hardest part for me to actually catch that. And I was more shopping and kind of going out out of anxiety of, I'm not sure what the conditions are. Uh, so I need to go check for myself as opposed to just listening to the news. That's that's a good way to put it. I think when I, like I said I've been following this for a while now. Um, when I started seeing things go off the shelf, what I did is um, my wife went to Costco and I went to Walmart, and between those two trips, we were able to get you know hard to find items like you know paper towels and toilet mm-hmm. paper. So. Uh, when I, I think I went right before things started vanishing off the shelf, and I do like I said for you, I have a little bit of anxiety around when are things gonna disappear off the shelf completely. Mm-hmm. So I find myself replenishing and trying to keep everything up up to date in case we have to go for an extended period of time um, without groceries. But I think you know I go to the store once a week. And it's so real, right? You're looking at empty shelves. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, for the first time last weekend, actually, I saw some uh, toilet paper. I hadn't seen toilet paper like in the last month on a shelf. Exactly. Right? Um, hand sanitizer. I mean, you can't find hand sanitizer for nothing, right? So there's still <laughs> some products out there. Uh, and, I, you know, you get to the feeling where you're like, is this going to be the new normal? Exactly. Or when does normal come back? Right. So you start really thinking about that. So funny story at at the beginning of this, I found myself just buying any and everything. Like 
oh yeah, we need twelve pizzas. We need you know fifteen boxes of <laughs> of popsicles and things like that. I'm just going crazy. Uh, so when I started to chill out and just buy what we actually needed and not overbuy, because I noticed that too, it, it drove this where you overbuy and you overbuy uh, right. just out of trying to, you know, out of worry. So I remember uh, about a week ago, I found toilet paper. And I got so excited. <laughs> the lady told me, we only have a limited supply. We only get you one. So I went and got the biggest one I could get. Uh, and so my wife was excited and I still haven't really been able to, here and there I can find paper towels. So I'm going, and, I, and Crystal and I said, we're going to have a normal night. What would we normally do? To, it's a Friday night. We're going, we would normally have a fish boil, you know, so we boil crab legs and all that stuff. I'm going to get the crab legs. The place next to it, the guy sells masks and sanitizer. Two masks for $24. He said he's going up to 35 next week. <laughs> One personal hand sanitizer is $6. Wow. And I almost bought it just because I was like, well, I can't buy it anywhere else. I know I got three hand sanitizers at home, but what if I run out? And I was like, no, don't do that. You're letting this guy play on your worry, and now you're buying something that's only a dollar for, you know, right. quadruple the price. So, yeah. Right. And you bring up an interesting point, too, because it's like, when do you worry? When do you over-prepare? And then are you being stupid if you're not at least having sort of a supply of some of this stuff? So you're yeah, caught exactly. in between this place where you're like, what should I do? You know? Um, well, so and if you've always... been out, you see people who didn't plan, didn't prepare. <laughs> they look so sick now because they can't find anything. Like, I've seen those yeah. people. And I'm like, I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's and that's the thing. Is like if you if you say, ah, uh, you know, you're over panicking and you're going to run out of stuff. Right. And then you're in a place, um, you know, because even like baby, just basics, I mean, you can't find baby wipes on the shelf. No. It's crazy. No, that's all I was like. So, Chris, I was like, I'm so glad we passed this phase because you can't find wipes and diapers there right now. Nope. We can't find them. Shelves are empty. Right. So, so like, you know, I go uh, to the grocery store. You know, you could easily find chicken wings and different things like that. Not anymore. No. So, I'm like, hey, y'all slow down on those chips. You know it's only three bags in the whole grocery store. <laughs> I know. Right? That's going to be the next thing. Uh, you know, it's funny. Here in North Carolina, you can buy all the fruit and vegetable you want. No canned goods. No bread. Right? No tissue paper. No toilet paper. No meat. But you can buy all the bananas you want. See, so... it's the opposite here. You can buy all the vegetables you want here. There's no fruit. There's some canned goods. There's bread periodically. There's no meat. There's no milk ever. Um, wow. And then, like, the snack food is, like, ravaged. And then what's the weirdest thing? There's no syrup or, like, pancake mix, like, ever. Wow. So I'm like, when do I get to make pancakes again? Like the other day we wanted brownies and it was one box. And I was like, oh, I'm blessed and highly favored. I started dancing. I got the last box. Wow. So based on your geography you live in, people are seeing different things be available on the shelves. It's amazing. Like I said, like in, in look, there's no meat, literally no meat. I was actually, I found a brisket the other day, I'd been looking for like a last month wow. for brisket. I couldn't find it. I literally um, went to one place early in the morning. They just so happened to have a couple. 
So it's it's just interesting based on the on the geography you've been. Well, uh, what I find too is so we live between three grocery stores. There's an Aldi on the corner. We can walk to it. It's so close. There's a Kroger across the street, and then around the corner is a is a Publix. And what's so interesting is each one doesn't have something that the other one has. So like, if there's no meat. I can normally go to Aldi and I might be able to find some chicken occasionally or some ground beef or something like that, right? But if I go to Publix, <laughs> I'll find, you know, like toilet paper. No one else has it but them. But then if I go to Kroger, Kroger has all the seafood you want, but there's never anybody there to serve it to you. It's just sitting out. <laughs> I'm like, well, am I supposed to weigh this myself? <laughs> so I start going to this place H Mart and they have it all sitting out. And then you just pick out what you want and the guy will measure it out for you and that's it. So I don't right. know, man. It's just like a new way to shop. I gotta go to like four stores to do one grocery run. One grocery store. Yeah. And in terms of um do you see that since your your kids are home, do you think they're stressed out and they're eating more as well because they're stressed? Uh, I wouldn't say no. I would say they're doing stuff to stay busy. Um, our kids eat anyway, and they're super active. So I wouldn't say they eat more. We do it. I I think if they eat more, they try to like do more junk food and more candy and stuff like that. And can I have sixteen popsicles in one day? We kind of like no, you can have five. So you know that's what I've noticed. But more so than anything, I just noticed they like want to stay busy. So. One of my kids will go from the tablet to the video game, then from the video game to Messenger, and then from Messenger to a creative activity. It's just like, keep going, then let's watch a show together. I'm like, we need a break. We can't do all this stuff back to back to back. So so what I started doing, I started doing certain activities with one, so we'll do creative stuff. And then the other one, she likes to help me in the yard. So here, come outside and help me with the yard. So we do that together. Yeah. Now, the one thing that's been nice, though, is being home, um, a lot of those neglected chores uh, can be done. How's that chore list of yours coming along? It's getting shorter by the day, so uh, I got a new gas grill, so I've been having fun grilling just like you have, which has been a fun thing. Uh, I got rid of the right. weeds in the yard, which was good. I, I'm very, very proud of my yard work and, now I have a battery-powered mower, which is, like, it's super fun. I don't smell like gas anymore. Takes less time. <laughs> and, you know, so my neighbor's real jealous. It's funny. He told me he's so bored. He cuts his grass every other day just for something to do. <laughs> That's funny. That's how, really how's funny. How's your list would, uh... Well, slowly but surely, um, you know, I've been doing some work out in the backyard, uh, trying to get things done in there. We've got... Uh, a sand tray for the kids that we're going to uh, redo. We want to redo some things in the front. So there's some things that I've been neglected that, that are coming along. I have been enjoying myself uh, being able to barbecue and, and, and bring Texas barbecue to North Carolina. Unfortunately, because of the stay-at-home orders, I have nobody <coughs> to share that uh, <laughs> barbecue with. But I've been uh, teasing my coworkers with a lot of photos uh, and they've been real jealous, saying, "Hey, can can I come in for a no contact pickup?" And I said, "Sure." <laughs> so, been really perfecting the barbecue skills. Okay. I did uh, ribs last week. Did chicken the week before. This week, I'm going to be doing a butt roast. 
So it's going to be a Texas. So the pork butt is for North Carolina feel. And then I'm going to do a, tex, a Texas brisket. So really, uh, it's good because it relaxes me. I'm continuing to hone in my skills around craft barbecue. The kids can be outside and play. It's spring, so the weather is nice to, to enjoy. The other thing that we've been doing is we don't know how long this is going to last. We've started growing our own food. So we've actually put some plants out and uh, are growing uh, some fruits and vegetables out there. So once those start, start start harvesting and growing, you know, we may have our own circular economy where the food is out there and, uh, you know, things like potatoes, we've got a, a blueberries, we got we put out strawberries out there. So we're looking forward to really start to grow our own food, really. Um, we think that that's kind of the way to go, the way, uh, the way things are going right now. That's the idea I wish I had have done. When we first moved here, I know this was a perfect area for a raised bed. And uh, I told one of my homeboys, I said, hey, man, I want you to come over here and help me with this because he has a farm at his house and he does that. And I was like, man, I should have did that before this. <laughs> I have no idea where to start. So I'm sure I'll be calling for some tips, man. I, that's a, I, that's an idea that I definitely need to take up. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, it's interesting. So, you know, when you do the plans, you know, everything is divided by zones. And then we're trying out to see what works here. Because in some climates, you know, some things work, some don't. But the thing nice about North Carolina, kind of like Atlanta, is it doesn't get way, way too cold. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't get way, way too hot. Like Texas, like over 100 degrees. So that's really nice because um, a lot of plants and uh, grow in that mid-range temperature. So, you know, we'll try it out and we'll be sending you some tips and we certainly can help you uh, figuring out, trying to figure out based on soil and the weather, um, what really grows in, in this area. So it's, it's, it's been really interesting, you know, been, been doing so that. So with the potato, did you start with a seed or did you put a, a, a potato in the ground? So we did a potato in the ground. So we have a sweet potato in the ground. We have a lemon, I'm not a lemon, sorry, an onion in the ground. And then we... I got some plants from uh, Home Depot. Okay. So a uh, blueberry, a strawberry plant. Uh, we won't, you know, we didn't do grapes, which, but because the grapes grow so long and the tree need a lot of space. So grapes are a little bit of a challenge. So those are some of the plants we're, we're starting with. So it'll be interesting to see, like I said, how that ends up uh, growing, you know, as, as, as it goes further. In terms of um, your faith, so how is the, watching uh, uh, church services on, on TV going? Um, I don't know this. So we've always gone to, well, I can't say always, but for the last, I don't know, maybe eight years or so, we've had, we our churches had, uh, you could live stream the, the service, you know, so that's not new to us. And we utilized it from time to time. And I remember I used to work in the tech booth doing the live stream stuff. So I don't think the transition was as hard. Um, It's weird because, like, I know I have, like, an alarm when it's time for me to leave and go to church. And it still goes off. And I'm like, oh, yeah, let me me log into YouTube. (laughs) You know, I'm always kind of, like, looking forward to, hey, I can get kind of dressed up, but not really, you know. So that's Mm -hmm. the, the different thing, I think, as far as the... Receiving the message has been the same for me. The only thing that's been different for me is the praise and worship is a little different when you're doing it on a live stream as opposed to in person. 
So that's been somewhere I have to like, you know, really, I want to make sure I push myself to uh, engage and enjoy that part as well. Yeah, I would agree that the, the um, live stream, it's interesting, you know, the couple of churches we've gone to the last couple of times, the last few years, if you get there late, you have to go to an overflow mm-hmm. room. So you're pretty much streaming the message on location versus streaming the location, the message in your living room. And it's, it's a different feel. It really is different. But I do agree with you that the praise and worship without others and there's just something about that live right. praise and worship live, that makes the right. singers you connect and with. It, yeah, so it's 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 something that you you maybe take for granted when you you can you know go there, and then now that you you're restricted, you know it's something that you're like oh, you know it would make a world of difference, you know, being with others. And just being with the, with the time, you know that that praise and worship is really a sacred time. It is, and it's just not the same. No, it's, it's um, been a, that's been the biggest difference. And then even sometimes when you see people at church, whether you know them or not, just that you see people and you're, you know, you have a routine. Like we would stop and get like you know a Sonic drink on the way home and that sort of thing. All that is like different now. So you try right. to keep it normal. Yeah, my wife makes fun of me because no. When, when we go, when we, it's time to live stream church, I say, hey, is this seat t- taken? Can I sit in a pew next to you? And she's like, um, <laughs> you know, how many months are you going to tell that same joke? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Yeah, so yeah, it's, it's, it's a different feel. And I know we, so the kids like to go to Chick-fil-A after church. So it's one of those things they, they miss. I mean, they're still open for drive through But those routines of, you know, going to church, going to children's church, going out to eat afterwards or getting a meal, um, that time, you know, it's certainly something uh, they, they certainly are, are going to miss. Now, you know, during this time, you know, you've talked about the, 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 the load you're carrying and all these things you've got to do. What are you doing to, to de-stress? And relax during this time. See, that's been the hardest part of all of it. I've done something different so many different times. I've, like, I've cut the grass to de-stress. Um, Sometimes I've sat in the room and listened to music. I've played video games with the kids. That That's helped. Um, just yesterday, well, today, so I, I was like, I told Crystal, I said, wow, I haven't left the neighborhood in a month or more. It's been at least a month. And by this point, mm-hmm. I would have been, you know, five or six different cities by now. You know, so mm-hmm. I just end up getting in the car, driving. I leave Johns Creek and I'm driving all the way to Roswell. Like 40 minutes later, I, I come back because I just, it was like, wow, this was so refreshing. I just needed a, a break and to see some scenery. So that's been the, mm-hmm. the toughest thing. I, uh, last week, we went to the dollar store and I think I bought almost $30 worth of stuff just to de-stress, just, just because I could. <laughs> I didn't even need it, it just because I could. I was like, oh, yeah, I need that. Only a dollar. Oh, that. So, like, the dollar store has this? So, so wow. I think I have to find a, a, a consistent pattern. Uh, I've been listening to Chill Hop with the kids. I mean, it's I have to find something consistent that I can do on a regular basis because it's been difficult managing the stress. And then I, I always want to make sure I'm available for Crystal too. 
because she has she's going through it too. I mean, everybody's adjusting. It's, it's not just me. Right. Yeah. It's 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 a challenging time, I think, and everybody deals with stress a lot. Like I said, I I would say, um, just finding the quiet times is 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 good. Um, being out there, uh, my passion really has been perfecting my my barbecue has has been has been good but being able to just check some things off we've still got a lot of boxes which are still trying to unpack mm-hmm. uh doing some planning on hey what are you going to do when this is over you know at the light you know hopefully there's light at the end of the tunnel here so <clears throat> it's interesting because china you know are starting to lift the lockdown so things are slowly um starting to get back to normal after you know three months so you look in the U.S., we've just, you know, we're just under a month now. So if you go on China's timeline, we've got another couple of months before things um, get back into perspective. But I think it's, it's, it's key uh, to be able to take that time to yourself and, and relax because everybody is, is, is stressed out and being, you know, handling stress and then also being available, right. you know, as a father of the house. Sometimes there's an added stress and there's an added strain and to be able to. Uh, we just watched a movie the other day, Which um, so that was good. Is the uh, what? I cannot remember the name of the movie. I'd have to ask my wife again. What you watched watch so many? But I'm kind of blending together now. <laughs> but it was uh, it was a good movie. I, I thoroughly um, enjoyed it. So let me so, ask you this: If if we were to just go to a complete shutdown and say, hey, we're going to shut this down till June 1st and just commit to that, everybody. Would that Do you think that would help you better deal with the stress and feel like, okay, at least I know there's a plan. I just have to make it to this time and then things will kind of start to, you know, go back to normal. So, you know, that's one of the things I struggle with because my job right now, I'm, I deal with different countries. I see what different countries and different geographies are doing. But it almost looks like that's what you need to do is to completely shut everything down for a period of time or this thing drags on and on. So I know, you know, the American economy is a capitalist economy um, and you can't necessarily shut everything down completely. But if you look at countries like, you know, Rwanda, Taiwan and some of the other small, Malawi, Botswana, they have literally shut the entire country down. For example, in Botswana, the borders are shut mm-hmm. down. They are taking no international flights. Wow. And, you know, they have under 50 cases. But that's what you've got to do, I think, um, to stop. And, you know, they talk about social distancing and flatten the curve. You know, all the things we're reading and seeing, you know, the CDC and the WHO were arguing about, hey, you don't need a mask. But all these other countries are wearing masks. So in China right now, people are wearing, everybody, when you're out there, you're wearing a mask. And the CDC in the U.S. said, no, don't wear masks because they they thought people were going to take masks away from the healthcare workers. And the issue I have with that is, no, if a mask is needed to be worn to flatten the curve, people need to wear masks. You can't say don't wear masks to protect healthcare workers when you should have ordered masks for healthcare workers two or three months right. ago. Right, and if you don't wear a Remember, mask, I this mean, thing... that's just more of a going to the hospital, which makes the healthcare workers sick Correct. anyway. Exactly, right. Correct, because this thing started in December, and here we are, April, we're scrambling, right. right? So it's frustrating to say, look, 
we had time to prepare. We saw what was happening in China. We saw what's happening in Spain and Italy. And we are just not prepared. So it's really uh, fascinating to, to understand that, you know, this thing started in China. Like I said, we, I started working on COVID-19 communications in January, wow. literally, because of um, our China operations. And I, I didn't see any progress or any movement here. I've seen some other countries that have really taken right. steps. So um, because I don't think the social distancing is working where everybody stays six feet apart. I think people need to stay home to really flatten the right. curve. So, well, when you talk uh, about that, I, when I went to Home Depot last week, it was the, the, the guy, I had to wait to go in the store, right? And the guy said, oh, we can only have 100 people in the store at one time. That's why you have to wait. But once they get in the store, nobody's paying attention to how close these guys are. I was at the checkout, <laughs> the guy kept getting close to me, and I kept moving. And eventually, I was like, hey, man, you can't get any closer to me. We're supposed to be six feet apart. I had to say something to him. <laughs> he kind of gave me a strange look, and I'm like, you know what's going on? So, I mean, don't you see the lines marked on the yeah. floor? Come on well, now. And then Get with the program. Here in Georgia, you know, we have the sh- shutdown, but the beaches are reopened. Six Flags is reopened. That's saying that's okay now. In Florida, it's okay to have full church service, you know, so they have some churches that have a couple thousand people meeting. So if we're all doing these different things, how do we get to a place where we do the same thing to flatten the curve? Because this feels like we're just kind of slowly drinking medicine and hoping to get better instead of just taking the medicine and getting it over with. Yeah, and that's and, and that's the issue is people continue to do their own thing and it's taking longer and longer. Because you want to think about it, if we shut everything down for 21 days, then what are the other countries that are? You flatten the curve. But in the U.S., it's going to be this three, four, five-month-long progress of trying to shut the curve down. And it's, it's just getting harder and harder to right. do. So um, it's, it's quite stressful, to be, to be honest with you. And that's one of the things that stresses me out is when I'm working and I'm like, this is, you know, things continue to get worse. And um, we don't have a plan on, on how we're going to curb right. this. And by the way, every jurisdiction is doing its exactly. own thing. And so that's what makes my job hard because I keep coming up with these plans of how does the company respond in my, in my area. So uh, with my job, I'm over marketing uh, for service in the southeast. So it starts like from uh, Baton Rouge all the way to the, the the southeast coast, so and then all the way to D.C., and then down to Puerto Rico. And so I keep coming up with these plans, and then based on everybody doing their own thing, I have to change the plan. I have to, like, come up with a hybrid plan just for this area, and I'm like, this would be so much easier if I just knew for this set amount of time, this is what we're going to do, and now I know what I need to do. Yeah, and that's, I think you won't get that for a while. Right. And it seems on, like um, if we keep going at this pace, as it gets warmer, you live in the South like I do. We both live. You live in North Carolina and Charlotte. I live in Atlanta. As it gets, as the temperature gets warmer and the weather gets better, it's only going to get harder because people are going to want to go outside and go to the park and do all the things they normally would do. As opposed, to if we just hunker down, we can still enjoy our summer. But if we keep going at a slow pace, we're going to miss the whole summer. 
<laughs> yeah, we're gonna miss the summer. And the crazy thing about this is you got all this cheap gas. Right. No, no way, way to go. go. <laughs> Dude, I paid. So, uh, I paid. I have a Nissan Pathfinder. We paid uh, twenty one dollars to fill it up, and it's sixteen gallons. Wow. I was like, man, I don't think I've ever paid that. You know, for it's been about a good fifteen years since I had cheap gas like that. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's I mean, it's college yeah. cheap, right? I hope you weren't one of those that be shaking the car putting extra in. Right? <laughs> I need to. See, I need to go take my other car. I need to take the other one to fill it up too, just because. Yeah, the cheap gas. I mean, that's the silver lining of this whole thing. I mean, there's some cheap, cheap gas um, out there, but it's like, man, nowhere, nowhere to, go. to go, nowhere to go. All this gas. I even told Chris, I said, let's just go drive by the grandparents' house. They live 45 minutes from us, see? so they live almost, uh, you know, a ways away from us. And I said, let's go drive by the grandparents' house and wave at them. That's just because the gas was cheap and I wanted something to do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got to keep that social yeah, distancing. You, just roll um, eyes at me. you know, so, that's the funniest thing. Hey, you got to get, get creative. You got to get creative. Yeah. So in terms of like, you know, everything shut down, right? No restaurants, no shows, uh, no movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so date nights at home. What are some creative ways or some things you can leave with our audience around, you know, doing a date night at home? No babysitter, by the way. Yeah, no, no babysitter. We talked about that. So just today, uh, Chris was looking to show me these pictures. She said, uh, you look, you know, you remember we went here and this we went to Key West. And I was like, yeah, that looks nice. Don't show me that. <laughs> I want to go. Right now. I can't go. Like, you know, so uh, what we did and what I did, I said, like, hey, um, normally, you know, I'll take her out one night, you know, when we can and we'll have the grandparents watch the kids or something like that. Um, so a couple times I've I've gotten like something nice like Papa Do's, another time Cheesecake Factory. And we had a date night. We watched movies um just last week. We had a, a, a boy, you know, so I made sure I got the crab, the shrimp, all of it. You know, we had so much, we couldn't even finish it. But it was like what we would have done all the day to do. Uh, we right. got into watching shows together. So we watched more shows together. Um, we started watching Hunters. I don't know if we're going to stick with that one. Uh, it's a little all over the place. Mm-hmm. But we uh, watched Tiger King together and had some laughs. Um, watch some movies. One of the things I like, some of the movies that you would normally go see in the theater, you can live, you can stream them now. You just pay 20 bucks and stream them, which is cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. I'm a little upset that some of the shows I want to see on Disney Plus, I got to wait till next year. I'm a little mad about that, but it's a, it'll be okay. So I would recommend that. Um, and then I would say if you're married, one of the best shows to watch, Z, if you never watched it, you have to watch Married at First Sight. Me and my wife Already watched it. Now we watch it a little more. It's hilarious. It's everything you want. Um, so I would strongly recommend. That's good. That. That's, no, that's that, that's good. Those are some good tips um, for the listeners. That's it. So I, yeah, the movies is good. We try to put the the the, the kids to, to bed early. Um, sometimes we'll. Uh, I have some wine. But my wife was makes fun of me. Said, "Oh, that's still wine." I said, "Well, how, what do you mean still wine? It's you know, it's been in the fridge, you know, a couple of weeks. But you know, wine gets better exactly. with age. So what do you mean? <laughs> you know, so you know, drink some wine. We'll, we'll cook. Uh, we've been making some desserts. Easter, we're gonna do some cooking. So just doing um, activities together 
uh, is this is this good? You know, we've been watching a lot of the the news just to kind of keep up with right. everything. Uh, so just watching the, those shows is, how, is good. How just to, just remember that. That's that's when I got work on. <laughs> so I get I get mad with the news, but after that I just go to okay. bed because I'm so frustrated. I'm like, oh, it's time <laughs> to go to bed. Because uh, sometimes, yeah, it be you know it it be making you right. upset in terms of. How unprepared we are, you know. We have medical workers that don't have the right PPE. I mean, it's 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 really sad, right. you know. Um, but you know, just you know, I like to read too, so I do a lot of reading. I read a lot of readers, uh, Consumer Digest, uh, and things like that. So we've been, been looking at different things we want to do with the house. I do a lot of research on that. So it's good to just you know, you know, let your mind wander and do other things right. because this can be pretty stressful. Uh, with what with what we're going through right now, I give Crystal credit. She so we we feel like we've been attacked by love bugs at our house. You know the two bugs that the butts touch and they go fly around. They just are very annoying. So she keeps coming up with different home range remedies to get rid of them. I'm like, sure, let's try it. Sure, let's try it. Hopefully, we try today at work. We'll see. But... Is there anything different you've done as as a family? Like maybe have more family game nights or play more together or, uh, with all four of you guys. So we play. So we play. We so there are a couple activities we do at night. Uh, where Sabria has a couple cards, we do a couple activities uh, two or three times at a time. So we we do um, kind of that, and then the kids really like the board game. So we'll play with the board board games. They do like doing puzzles. So we'll do you know do puzzles with them. So it's a mixture of, you know, puzzle time with them as well. They do like their iPad. So at night, we do give them um, some TV time after the day when they've done, like, the activities, they've gone outside and all that. So it's really balancing that. And then we're trying to get them um, to bed early is, is good. So try to keep them on a semi-routine right. so uh, they don't break, they don't go to bed, like, at 10 or 11 at night. So keeping them on a routine is... Uh, is, is certainly good. So as we round up this this episode, what would you say you're looking forward to most when uh, COVID-19 is over? Um, well, something Crystal left me would be a top thing is for the kids to have a positive memory of this time, to have an extra time with me and her. Uh, so I'm looking forward to them kind of reminiscing it on, in that way. Um, I told her, I said, one day we're going to look back on this and we're going to be busy and back to work and Man, can it can it happen again? So we take a break. <laughs> so we're trying to have that positive spirit. Yeah. I think the thing I'm looking to for most is probably a, a family vacation that's going somewhere together. Um I've been very grateful for right. the time with them. At first I was kinda like, we're stuck here together. Now I've been thinking about it. Hey, we're quarantined together. This is extra time I wouldn't have with you guys. So when things are all clear, I'll be excited to go to the beach or Disney or something like that. That'd be amazing. Yeah, can you imagine? Uh, yeah, it'd be interesting. I mean, how busy. I would say the same thing, you know, um, positive memory, you know, that they can just drop in here and, and see what I'm doing. And then hopefully one day we can laugh about this. But, you know, I was telling Sabre, it's interesting because we went through, we were in Houston. Mm-hmm. So when we were there, we had Hurricane Harvey. They said that's the once in a hundred year flood. And then we moved to North Carolina. And then they're saying this is a once in a hundred year virus. Right. <laughs> yeah, where you go? You might not even move anymore. I mean, I wanted you to move back to Atlanta, but you might need to hold off on that. 
for a spike. Wait a minute. Why is this every three or four years there's a one in a one hundred year event is happening? Right? Because you know, SARS exactly. and Ebola and the bird flu didn't cause no, this much not even close. havoc, right? So not even the Y2K caused so this. <laughs> we date <right>. ourselves now. <laughs> I know, right? So you know it's interesting how you know you look you look back on it, you're like, wow, these these uh, events uh, are life changing, and they claim to be once in a one hundred year. But here you are, you you've gone through two of them well, in five years. I mean, uh, you remember it makes we you both lived through nine eleven. I was in college at the time, but I mean, I remember flying home and and I flew to New York uh, before and after that, and it was kind of like I never thought that things would change the way you know you used to be able to walk up, you know, five minutes before and get on the plane. It's easy. It's just totally different. You can't do that yeah. anymore. And I think there'll be some residual effect of what this changes too uh, going forward, but nothing has been like this before ever. No, and then the the crazy thing about it is, you know, all you got to do is wash your hands. Right. So <laughs> it becomes like how dirty are people? Don't call anybody. Yeah. I don't t- <laughs> right. So it's it'll be interesting like I said as as um after this event, how has the world right. changed? What would the world look like um after this uh, you know once in a 100 year virus so it, it'll be it'll be so, so this last but uh, do you think that people will be apprehensive to do what they normally would do like go back to like disney world and, or even you would you be is that gonna take you a while and let me see how things play out before you do that type of stuff again so um, for me, I would do some traveling. I don't know if I would do a amusement park. I would maybe do something like mm-hmm. the beach. But I think, um, you know, if I look at the, econ- the U.S. economy and how the restaurants are being hard hit, I think restaurants, anytime you're bringing people together around having fun and creating memories, I think that stuff will come back. I think what's going to struggle is things like Bass Pro right. Shop, Cabela's, things like where it's optional to spend money on things, but things like hotels, restaurants, movies, amusement parks, I believe those, you know, cruises, I believe those things will bounce back because as we, even in my, I look at my own life and as I grow older and older, I'm more about experiences right versus physical things um so that's kind of how i see that those things will bounce back but some of these other things um i you know it's 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 quite interesting to have to see how this stuff comes back uh after you know all, all is said and done but I'm, I'm looking forward to traveling looking forward to going out to eat as as this thing uh passes i like to try different restaurants go to different uh you know i'm a state i'm a state connoisseur too. So I like to go. I like to go to different steakhouses and and, and rate the different steaks. So I'm um, I'm certainly you know the takeout just isn't the same. I know a lot of them are doing no, takeout, it's not the same, especially it's for it's a not steak. The same. That's a big difference. <laughs> so this is on me and you gonna make a plan. We gonna go elite and have steak. This is all over. But yeah, yeah. so it's it's a little bit. I agree different. with you. I think that it's gonna be. I think the things that will come back quickly will be obviously like, you know, people flying for business. That'll, that won't last long because they want to, you know, they need you out there to make money. Um, yeah, yeah, that'll, that'll come back. Come back. Yeah, that'll come back. Hotels and renting cars and things. I think the slower yeah. will be sports on TV will come back. I think slower will be in person because it's more disposable income when you go to a game. So 
people may not have the money to do that right away. Um, and kind of like the same thing with, with going to the big amusement parks. They're expensive. So that may take a while because people have less money as well as people just won't be uh, super enthusiastic to be in a big setting with a lot of people like that. The cruise one, I'm a little nervous about that. It may take a little longer because people don't want to be stuck on a boat if something goes bad. So, but we'll see. No, like we're seeing right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. yeah, but I think that'll, yeah, we'll see. I think well, that'll, um, that'll come back. They'll just have higher hygiene standards. I think that's you'll see that the higher hygiene standards now. I don't think those will go no. away. I think the, this is the new norm in terms of uh, cleanliness and, and hygiene. I think this is a this is a new normal. So. If you're a restaurant with a with a seventy five <laughs> and below, you're probably going to be out of business now. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nobody's gambling. I on, think people will take the, the 60, 60 health score buffet anymore. <laughs> No, 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 no. And that's interesting. You know, you talk about buffets. I was in Whole Foods the other day and, uh, you know, there's no more buffets. Everything is prepackaged, mm-hmm. right? I don't know if buffets will, will come back. Uh, so, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. But I'm looking forward to good times. I'm, I'm really looking Me forward too, to good man. times. And I do want to thank um, the listeners here for letting us uh, guest feature on this podcast I think the rightful owners will, will be back uh, next time around. Yes. So thanks, thanks for yes. tuning in. Yes, Crystal and, and Sabrina will be back. Uh, I appreciate them for letting us take over this time. Uh, but if you are a, a, a regular listener, please continue to support them. Uh, continue to like and subscribe. You can find their podcast where you find your favorite podcasts. Uh, you can also find them on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can interact with them. Both of them will definitely get back to you uh, very quickly. And continue to just look for more great content because uh, they'll keep pulling it out. All right. Thank you, everybody. And still next time. Before you go, don't forget to like, share, and follow us at Chill Out Mama Pod on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also email us at chilloutmamapod at gmail.com. We'll have brand new episodes every Tuesday, so we look forward to you joining us next time.